Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater. Green cichlids, catfish, oddballs, flakos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater, and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original fish keeper podcast that started it all for the fish keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the Aquatic Wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Atari Tales USA. School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc. and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality in freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquahouse. Now, Aqua Alex, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything and anything freshwater fish, and your one and only podcast hosted by a fish keeper for fish keepers. I'm your host, Aqua Alex Cardinelli, and thank you for joining the Aquatic Wetline tonight. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Saturday, just like I am. Today I got brand new fish, so I am very happy about that. And I've got this wonderful show here on the Aquatic Wetline today, so this is a fantastic Saturday. And I hope you guys are having a fantastic Saturday, just like me. Anyways, today we're doing our fourth installment of Life in the Amazon. That's right, today we're doing our fourth episode of this great series, Life in the Amazon. And i got to say that I am really loving and enjoying this series. This is a series that I love putting all my work into it. I love putting all my research into it, and I love teaching it, and I love talking about 
the animals that live in the Amazon on the aquatic wetline. So as a host, this is probably my favorite series I've ever done, and I'm very thankful that I came up with the idea of a life in the Amazon series. So I certainly hope all you, my listeners, enjoy this series. Now, us fish keepers, we had the opportunity to do um, the first three episodes of Life in the Amazon on fish. I, as a host, talked about some of the most popular fish species in the first three episodes that live in the Amazon. And you, as the listeners, got to learn about these particular fish species and such. Well, I figured for the next three episodes, we'll talk about some of the Amazonian reptiles that live in the Amazon, because it really is something to learn about the fish themselves that live in the Amazon, and then it is something to learn about the other animals that live with our fish in the Amazon. So I really am intrigued to learn about reptiles and some of the mammals and some of the invertebrates that live in the same river that our fish live in from the Amazon. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy the next three episodes of Life in the Amazon. I know I am. I love reptiles. Although I've never personally kept reptiles. I'm not an expert by any means of the imagination. I'm not even a beginner in reptiles. I never kept them, but I have researched a lot of reptiles, especially in my senior year of high school. I've actually done lots of reptile research on alligators, crocodiles, and today's species, anaconda and pythons. So I've got a lot of information to share. And most of my information for, from today's show is coming from my project that I got an A-plus on. So I'm very happy about that. Matter of fact, I'm going to be reading some of that stuff from the project. So that's great. So most of the stuff I'm going to talk about today is from my Anaconda project in high school. But anyways, today we're talking about the most famous Amazon river snake, the Anaconda. And the Anaconda is perhaps the biggest snake in America. I'm talking about North America and South America. It is the second biggest snake in the world. And the Anaconda is a snake a lot of people fear. But it's a snake that I respect because it gets huge, and it usually does not bother people. And the anaconda is perhaps the most well-known snake in the Amazon, and it really is something special. So I figured our first show on an Amazonian reptile would be on the anaconda because that is the most well-known reptile besides the coral reef snake and the Cayman in the Amazon, but I personally like the Anaconda over the coral reef snake and the Cayman, so I figured I'd do the Anaconda first. So the agenda for today's show is I'm going to have a discussion on Anacondas. Me and you are going to learn a few things about Anacondas. We'll discuss things like are Anacondas dangerous to humans. We'll talk about what to feed Anacondas. We'll talk about the diet of Anacondas. We'll talk about the different species of anacondas, anacondas in, in media, and things like that. We've got a lot to talk about tonight here on Anacondas. Now, don't forget, you can call in live at 1-347-989-8142. Again, that is one 
347-989-8142. And you can ask any questions you might have on Andacondas or just join the Andaconda chat. 1-347-989-8142. All right. Well, let's get started since we've got a lot to discuss tonight. And I'll start by discussing what I like about Andacondas. Now, the first thing that I like about Andacondas is they are very unique looking. Yes, I think they're a beautiful animal. I think they're a beautiful reptile. I saw my very first Andaconda at the New England Aquarium here in Boston. It was about maybe five, six, seven, eight feet. I don't know how big exactly it was, but it was a massive snake. And I first saw it, I was like, that is a gorgeous animal. And um, I didn't have a camera on me at the time. I wanted to take a picture so bad because the anaconda was awesome looking. And if you go to New England Aquarium, make sure you check out the Amazon exhibit and check out the anaconda section. They got the anacondas in a tank with discus and tetras and such. But it's a really cool exhibit. The anaconda at the New England Aquarium is awesome looking. And they actually give you a lecture on anacondas. The day I was there, there was a person giving a lecture on anacondas, so I learned a lot about anacondas there as well. And when I was there, they were actually feeding their anacondas mice and I think a rabbit or something. It was something medium-sized, but they were feeding the anacondas at the New England Aquarium, and it was something cool to see. It was cool to see the way that the anacondas were, would eat. They wrapped themselves around the prey and restricted it from breathing, and that was pretty cool. I really do enjoy the anaconda, and I have perhaps a lot of respect for these animals because they are a very unique animal, and I like their patterns, and they are very fearful. A lot of people are scared of anacondas. Matter of fact, a lot of people are scared of snakes in general, but anacondas getting over um, nine feet is something that can scare people. And um, I would be scared of a snake like that, but I definitely like anacondas for a reason, and they are a gorgeous animal, and I really do think that they are gorgeous. I've never seen a snake as beautiful as an anaconda. My favorite snake in the world is a green anaconda for the markings it has, for the green coloration it has, and for its size. I love big animals. I'm a monster fish head, and I like big animals as well, so the anaconda is my favorite snake for that reason alone. Now, the next reason I respect anacondas is because they are wonderfully dangerous. Now, they won't attack you. They're not out to attack humans like they're portrayed in the media, but... Um, if you were to tease them or get them mad, they could potentially attack you and wrap themselves around you and constrict you. But they pose no danger to you. I'm talking about dangerous to other animals. They're going to control pests and other animals. For those of you who live in the Amazon, they're going to get rid of those um, giant mammals that you got running around your farm or your river basin. Um, but I really respect them because they deserve respect. And that is what I really like about the anacondas. They deserve respect, and I believe the people down in the Amazon are smart enough to know that anacondas deserve respect. And a lot of people in, in the Amazon are actually scared 
of the Anaconda. Some of them aren't scared of the Anaconda. Some of them really do respect the Anaconda as well. But some of them don't give a crap about the Anaconda. I know um, a friend of mine told me that uh, people on the Amazon after 50, off, offer $50,000 to a person who catches a large Anaconda. It has to be a certain size, though, but they offer them $50,000 to catch a large Anaconda. But usually a lot of people down on the Amazon respect and, Anacondas, and I do too. If I ever go to the Amazon, I definitely would like to see an Anaconda in person a wild Anaconda in person. I only saw a captive bred one, but I would prefer, I would love to see a wild one. And the last thing I like about Anacondas, being a fish keeper for all my life, they kind of resemble a tire track eel. They have the same markings of a tire track eel, eel, and they are beautiful like that. I think they're gorgeous, actually. And if I ever, ever want to keep a snake, and if I decide to keep a snake, I'd possibly consider keeping anacondas, but that would be a while from now because I've got a lot to learn, and I don't think I'm ready for a huge snake just yet. I'm still getting back into the aquarium hobby, so there was a lot to learn before I even think about entering into the world of reptiles and snakes. All right, and that is what I like about anacondas. You can go ahead and call in and tell me what you like about anacondas. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Hey, if you're scared about anacondas, why don't you call in and tell me why you're scared of anacondas? One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right. In the meantime, let's learn a little something about anacondas. An anaconda is a large snake found in tropical South America. Although the name applies to a group of snakes, it is often used to refer only to one species in particular, the common or green anaconda, which is one of the largest snakes in the world. Anacondas belong to the boa constrictor family, which means that they constrict their prey. They squeeze and choke their prey to death. How many species of anacondas are there, you ask? Well, I have done some research for you, and we are now going to discuss the different species of anacondas. It turns out that there are four species of anaconda. You've got your green anaconda, you've got your yellow anaconda, you've got your darkly spotted anaconda, and you've got your Bolivian anaconda. And the green anaconda is the biggest, and the other three are a little smaller than the green anaconda. But in my research, I could not find information on the darkly spotted anaconda or the Bolivian anaconda. But I did find information on the green and the yellow anaconda. So we're going to get to the information of the green and yellow anaconda right now. We'll start with the most famous Amazonian anaconda, and that is the green anaconda and the giant anaconda. Green anaconda. Eunectes murinus, commonly known as the green anaconda, is a non-venomous boa species found in South America. It is the largest, heaviest, and second longest, behind the reticulated python, known extant snake species. 
The term anaconda, without further qualification, often refers to this species, though the term could also apply to other members of the genus Eunectes. Other common names include common anaconda and water boa. The green anaconda is the world's heaviest and one of the world's longest snakes, reaching 5.21 m, 17.1 feet, long. More typical mature specimens reportedly can range up 5 m, 16.4 feet, with the females, at around a mean length of 4.6 m, 15.1 feet, being generally much larger in adulthood than the male, which averages around 3 m, 9.8 feet. Weights are less well studied, though will reportedly range from 30 to 70 kilograms, 66 to 154 pounds, in an average range adult. It is the largest snake native to the Americas. Although it is slightly shorter than the reticulated python, it is far more robust. The bulk of a 4.5 m green anaconda would be comparable to a 7.4 m reticulated python. Eunectes murinus is probably the heaviest extant species of snake or squamate in the world, perhaps only rivaled by the Komodo dragon. Reports of anacondas 35-40 feet or even longer also exist, but such claims need to be regarded with caution, as no specimens of such lengths have ever been deposited in a museum and hard evidence is lacking. A $50,000 cash reward is offered for anyone who can catch an anaconda 30 feet, 9.1 m, or longer but the prize has not been claimed yet. The longest, and heaviest, verified specimen encountered by Dr. Jesus Antonio Rivas, who had examined thousands of anacondas, was a female measuring 521 centimeters, 17.09 feet, long and weighing 97.5 kilograms, 215 pounds. The color pattern consists of olive green background overlaid with black blotches along the length of the body. The head is narrow compared to the body, usually with distinctive orange-yellow striping on either side. The eyes are set high on the head, allowing the snake to see out of the water while swimming without exposing its body. The remote location of the snake's habitat has historically made locating, capturing, and returning specimens difficult. Transporting very large specimens to museums, especially before substantial decay, is difficult though this has not prevented the return of much larger and more cumbersome crocodilian specimens, dot skins can stretch substantially, increasing the snake's size by more than 50% if stretched during the tanning process. Reports without physical proof are considered dubious if from non-scientists, as such individuals may at worst be more interested in promoting themselves or telling a good tale, or at the least may not be sufficiently trained in proper measurement methods. Observational reports of animals which were not captured are even more dubious, as even trained scientists often substantially overestimate the size of anacondas prior to capture. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, this species has been perhaps subject to the most extreme size exaggerations of any living animal. At the same time, it is difficult to argue a maximum possible or plausible size, because anacondas are known to continue to grow throughout their lives. Older reports in particular could include individuals which, in times of less pressure from humans, lived longer lives and thus reached greater sizes. Numerous historical accounts of green anacondas are reported, often of improbable sizes. Several zoologists, notably Henry Walter Bates and Alfred Russell Wallace, among others, note rumors of snakes beyond 30 or 40 feet long, 
but in each case, their direct observations were limited to snakes of approximately 20 feet in length. Numerous estimates and second-hand accounts abound, but are generally considered unreliable. To prove the point of overestimating, in Guiana in 1937, zoologist Alpheus Hyatt Verrill asked the expedition team he was with to estimate the length of a large, curled-up anaconda on a rock. The team's guesses ran from 6.1 to 18.3 m, 20.0 to 60.0 feet. When measured, this specimen was found to be 5.9 m, 19.4 feet. Almost all specimens in excess of 6 m, 19.7 feet, including a much publicized specimen of 11.36 m, 37.3 feet, in length, have no voucher specimens, including skins or bones. The skin of one specimen, stretched to 10 m, 32.8 feet, has been preserved in the Instituto Butantan in Sao Paulo and is reported to have come from an anaconda of 7.6 m, 24.9 feet, in length. In one of the most reliable accounts, a geologist killed a large anaconda and measured it using a 4-meter rod, reporting it as 3 rods long, 12 m, 39.4 feet, however. The information was not published until many years later, and the geologist later suggested he may have misremembered and the anaconda could have been only two rods long, 8 m, 26.2 feet. While in Colombia in 1978, herpetologist William W. Lamar had an encounter with a large female specimen which measured 7.5 m, 24.6 feet, and was estimated to weigh between 136 and 180 kilograms. 300 and 397 pounds. In 1962, W. L. Schurz claimed to have measured a snake in Brazil of 8.46 m, 27.8 feet, with a maximum girth of 112 centimeters, 3.67 feet. One female, reportedly measuring 7.9 m, 25.9 feet, in length, shot in 1963 in Neiva Swamp, Trinidad contained a 1.5 m caiman 9a specimen of 7.3 m, 24.0 feet. Reportedly with a weight of 149 kilograms, 328 pounds, was caught at the mouth of the Kasikaitaya River in Guiana, having been restrained by 13 local men, and was later airlifted for a zoo collection in the United States, but died in ill health shortly thereafter. The largest size verified for Emurinus in captivity was for a specimen kept in Pittsburgh Zoo and PPG Aquarium, which grew to a length of 6.27 m, 20.6 feet, by the time she died on July 20, 1960. When this specimen was 5.94 m, 19.5 feet, long, she weighed 91 kilograms, 201 pounds. The estimated weight for an anaconda in the range of 8 m, 26.2 feet, is at least 200 kilograms, 440 pounds. National Geographic has published a weight of up to 227 kilograms, 500 pounds, for Emurinus, but this is almost certainly a mere estimation. Weight can vary considerably in large specimens depending on environmental conditions and recent feedings, with Verrill's aforementioned specimen, having been extremely bulky, scaled at 163 kilograms, 359 pounds, whereas another specimen considered large at 5.06 m, 16.6 feet, 
weighed only 54 kilograms, 119 pounds. Size presents challenges to attain breeding condition in larger female anacondas and while larger sizes provide the benefit of larger number of offspring per clutch, the breeding frequency of the individuals reduces with size, indicating that there's a point in which the advantage of larger clutch size is negated by the female no longer being able to breed, for the anaconda. This limit was estimated at approximately 6.7 m, 22.0 feet, in total length. This is consistent with the results of a revision of the size at maturity and maximum size of several snakes from North America, which found that the maximum size is between 1.5 and 2.5 the size at maturity. The minimum size of breeding anacondas in a survey of 780 individuals was 2.1 m, 6.9 feet, in snout vent length indicating that maximum size attained by anacondas following this pattern would be 5.3 m, 17.4 feet, in snout vent length. However, most anacondas are captured from the lanos, which is more accessible to humans and has smaller prey available, while the rainforest, which is much less explored and has more plentiful large prey, may be home to larger snake. Common names for Emurinus include green anaconda, anaconda, common anaconda, and water boa. Local names in South America include the Spanish term matatoro, meaning bull killer, and the Native American terms sucuri, tupi, and yakumama in the Peruvian Amazon, which means water mother in the Quechua language of the jungle people Yacarunas or water people. In Trinidad, it has been traditionally referred to as the huil or huia. Eunectes murinus is found in South America east of the Andes, in countries including Colombia, Venezuela, the Guyanas, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Brazil, the island of Trinidad, and as far south as northern Paraguay. The type locality given is America. Anacondas live in swamps, marshes, and slow-moving streams, mainly in the tropical rainforests of the Amazon and Orinoco basins. They are cumbersome on land, but stealthy and sleek in the water. Their eyes and nasal openings are on top of their heads, allowing them to lie in wait for prey while remaining nearly completely submerged. The primarily nocturnal anaconda species tend to spend most of its life in or around water. Anacondas are also sometimes known as the water boa, they spend more time in water than any of the boas. They seem rather slow and sluggish when traveling on land due to their size although they have the potential to reach high speeds in the water. They tend to float beneath the surface of the water with their snouts above the surface. When prey passes by or stops to drink, the anaconda will strike, without eating or swallowing it, and coil around it with its body. The snake will then constrict until it has successfully suffocated the prey. Primarily aquatic, they eat a wide variety of prey, almost anything they can manage to overpower, including fish, birds, a variety of mammals, and other reptiles. Particularly large anacondas may even consume large prey such as tapirs, deer, capybaras, and caimans, but such large meals are not regularly consumed. Many local stories and legends report the anaconda as a man-eater, but little evidence supports any such activity. They employ constriction to subdue their prey. Cannibalism among green anacondas is also known, most recorded cases involving a larger female consuming a smaller male. While the exact reason for this is not understood, scientists cite several possibilities, 
including the dramatic sexual dimorphism in the species, and the possibility that a female anaconda requires additional food intake after breeding to sustain the long period of gestation. The nearby male simply provides the opportunistic female a ready source of nutrition. This species is solitary until the mating season, which occurs during the rainy season, and can last for several months, usually from April to May. During this time, males must find females. Typically, female snakes will lay down a trail of pheromones for the males to follow, but it is still unclear how the males of this species track a female's scent. Another possibility is that the female releases an airborne stimulant. This theory is supported by the observation of females that remain motionless while many males move towards them from all directions. Male anacondas also frequently flick their tongues to sense chemicals that signal the presence of the female. Many males can often find the same female. Although it may not be necessary for there to be more than one male, this results in odd clusters referred to as breeding balls, in which up to 12 males wrap around the same female and attempt to copulate. The group could stay in this position from 2 to 4 weeks. This ball acts as a slow-motion wrestling match between the males, each one fighting for the opportunity to mate with the female. During mating, males make use of their spurs to arouse the female. They aggressively press their cloacal regions hard against the female body, while continuously scratching her with their spurs. This can produce a scratching sound. Mating approaches its climax when the stimulus of the male's spurs induces the female snake to raise her cloacal region, allowing the cloacae of the two snakes to move together. The male then coils his tail, surrounding the female and they copulate. The strongest and largest male is often the victor. However, females are physically much larger and stronger and may decide to choose from among the males. Courtship and mating occur almost exclusively in water. Mating is followed by a gestation period that lasts about six to seven months. The species is ovoviviparous, with females giving birth to live young. Litters usually consists of 20 to 40 offspring, although as many as 100 may be produced. After giving birth, females may lose up to half their weight. Neonates, babies, are around 70-80 cm long and receive no parental care. Because of their small size, they often fall prey to other animals. Should they survive, they grow rapidly until they reach sexual maturity in their first few years, after which their rate of growth continues at a slower pace. However when no male anacondas are available to provide offspring facultative parthenogenesis is possible. In August 2014 West Midlands Safari Park announced that on August 12, 2014 a female green anaconda, which was being kept with another female anaconda, through parthenogenesis had given birth to three little anacondas. And that was some information on the green anaconda, which is the one that gets massive, the biggest anaconda. Now let's learn about the yellow anaconda. This is a very beautiful anaconda. It's got nice yellow coloration, but let's learn about the yellow anaconda, shall we? Yellow anaconda. Eunectes notius is a non-venomous boa species endemic to South America. No subspecies are currently recognized. Adults are not as large as the green anaconda, Emurinus, but nevertheless grow to an average of 3.3 to 4.4 m, 10.8 to 14.4 feet, in total length. 
They commonly weigh 25 to 35 kilograms, 55 to 77 pounds, though large specimens can weigh 40 to 55 kilograms, 88 to 121 pounds, or even more. The maximum size can certainly be larger, although confusion with its larger cousin may complicate matters. Female yellow anacondas have reportedly been measured up to 4.6 m, 15.1 feet, males are larger than females. The color pattern consists of a yellow, golden tan, or greenish-yellow ground color overlaid with a series of black or dark brown saddles, blotches, spots and streaks. This species prefers mostly aquatic habitats, including swamps, marshes, and brush-covered banks of slow-moving rivers and streams. They can be also observed in forests searching for large game, such as brocket deer, or peccaries. These snakes were studied in regularly flooded areas in the Pantanal region of southwestern Brazil. The data collected were directly observed from predatory instances, analysis and examination of gut and waste contents, and affirmations by local residents and other researchers. These studies indicate the species is a generalist feeder. The prey list analyzed and other evidence suggest Enotius employs both ambush predation and wide foraging strategies. The snakes forage predominantly in open, flooded habitats, in relatively shallow water, most predation instances occur from June to November, when flooded areas have noticeably dried out, with wading birds being the most common prey. They have also been known to prey on fish, turtles, small-sized caimans, lizards, birds' eggs, small mammals and fish carrion. The prey-to-predator weight ratio is often much higher than those known for other types of boity. For the most part, yellow anacondas are sequentially monogamous. Males become attracted to females when she produces pheromones released into the air. Males then follow the scent to the female and courtship begins. This courtship will normally take place in water and may last for quite some time. They have been known to form breeding balls consisting of one female and several males. These breeding balls have been known to stay together for up to a month. In the breeding ball, males compete for mating access to the female. Normally the largest male will win successfully outcompete other males. Larger males may successfully breed with more females as a result. Mating system is polygynous, or polygynandrous, promiscuous. They breed only once yearly. Breeding usually occurs from April to May. About 4 to 82 offspring are lay at once. Females, after six months gestation period, give birth to fully developed live young. These young are immediately able to live on their own. They have indeterminate growth. Female reach sexual maturity from 3-4 years after birth. Males from 3-4 years also. Females provide significant resources to their young during incubation, but young are independent at birth and there is no further parental care. Typical lifespan of yellow anacondas in the wild is 15-20 years. In captivity, it becomes much longer, about 23 years maximum. Yellow anacondas are solitary animals, except in breeding season. When courtship, they communicate by rubbing one another and proceed with courtship. As anacondas have heat-sensing pits located along their mouths, pits used to find prey by detecting heat of the prey. They pick vibrations through their jaws. As captives, they have a reputation for being unpredictable.
And that was information on the yellow anaconda. And what a great way to start our anaconda show. Well, coming up next here on Life in the Amazon, Episode 4 on Anacondas here live on the Aquatic Wetline, I'm going to discuss some more anaconda information. I'll be answering the question, are anacondas dangerous to humans? I'll be discussing if anacondas can be kept as pets. I'll be discussing a diet of anacondas, anacondas and social media, and much more. So stick around. We've got plenty more anaconda chat coming up next here on the Aquatic Wetline. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break and hear a word from our sponsors. Today's show is being brought to you by Hikari Seals USA, School of Fish, Inc., Fish Trendy Tropical Fish, Dakota Aquatics Plus Radio, the International Aquatics Association, and Jambox. So enjoy our commercial break and stick around. we got plenty more Life in the Amazon and Anaconda Chat coming up after the commercial break. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts, and we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Ikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish is a fish store located in South Hadley, Massachusetts. Fish Frenzy offers the finest in freshwater and saltwater livestock, aquarium equipment such as Marineland, Aquian, and Flaval, fish foods such as Hikari, Tetra, and more. Fish Frenzy has moved to a new location to get many more awesome fish in. Fish Frenzy has the cheapest prices in town for fish. Go check out at the court at Fish Frenzy and you will not be disappointed. Fish Frenzy is located at 14 Main Street in South Hadley, Massachusetts. You can reach at the court at Fish Frenzy at 413-536-7700. Ed at Fish Frenzy looks forward to serving you the Western Mass Fish Keepers.
interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Do you need advice on planted tanks? Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discus? Well, get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with planted tanks, saltwater tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids, and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today! Thank you, IAA! Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Fish Geeks is an online Facebook fish group that is dedicated to the aquarium hobby. We have thousands of members who all love this aquarium hobby. All of our members are a fish geek one way or another. If you are serious about this hobby and love fish, then come join our group on Facebook You Fish Geek. Type in the search bar on Facebook Fish Geeks and click join. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Hey, live listeners of the Aquatic Wetline. Did you know you can call in live right now to ask any fish questions or join tonight's fish chat. Just simply dial 1-347-989-8142. You may ask any fish questions you might have or chat with us about tonight's subject. You can also ask our guests any questions you might have as well. So go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Please go to a quiet location and turn off the speaker on your phone. Please wait until we see your call and bring you live. But go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Give us a holla if you hear us. You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. 
Remember, you can call in anytime at 1-347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. And we're back here live on the Aquatic Wetline, and today we're doing our fourth episode of Life in the Amazon, and we're discussing anacondas. Now, before commercial break, we discussed the two different species of anacondas, and the green anaconda and the yellow anaconda. And I also discussed what I like about anacondas. Now, we're going to discuss some different cool things about anacondas, like are anacondas dangerous to humans, the diet of anacondas, and things like that. Don't forget, you can call in live at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two to discuss what you like about anacondas or discuss why you don't like anacondas or why you're afraid of anacondas. Just call in if you want at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right. So let's get back into the discussion on anacondas. Well, I'm sure most of you are wondering, are anacondas dangerous to humans? Anacondas are formidable predators, king of the food chain in your native South South American ecosystems. Now, while contact with mankind and domestic animals is rare, these large, heavily body constrictors pose a potential threat to anything that crosses their path. Other dangers are also associated with these large snakes. Anacondas are the top predators of their native land, although immature anacondas and some adults may become prey of other predators. Green anacondas diet includes adult deer, capybaras, caimans, all large animals in their own right. Jaguars have also been on the menu for adult anacondas. In short, no no creature that inhabits the same region and habitat of the green anaconda is safe from attack. Other anaconda species prey on birds, rodents, medium-sized mammals, and other creatures and could potentially pose threats to domesticated animals when given the opportunity. Now, while these large snakes live in areas that aren't frequent by man or livestock, many species of livestock indeed could be potential meals for adult anacondas of any species. Although rare, the Bene anaconda has been known to feed on dogs, cats, and chickens. Attacks on man by anacondas are few and far between, outside Hollywood, but not completely unheard of. Biologist Jesus Rivas has been studying the green anaconda and other large reptiles native to the Venezuelan Alanos. His report, Predatory Attacks of Green Anacondas on Adult Human Beings in Herpetological Natural History, documents two predatory attacks on humans, his assistance in the field. His report states that anacondas are not meat 
are not man-eaters by nature, but are generalists who will go after prey they can subdue and swallow. Many humans are well within the prey-to-predatory radar or ratio, prey-to-predator ratio. The native habitats of anacondas and people don't readily overlap, making human, human attacks a low possibility. His report ends stating that there is potential for anacondas to prey on people. So this means it would be extremely rare for you to get killed by an anaconda. While they are fast in the water, they are real huge and slow on land. So if you were to get chased by one on land, you'd quickly escape it. However, get caught in water with one, which is rare, you're the bait. And I don't understand why you want to get in water where, where you can obviously see a green anaconda. You can probably be bait. Now, also, anacondas are vital to their native ecosystems. Their presence in other areas is causing problems. The Florida Everglades have become overrun with invasive snakes, including boa, python, and two anaconda species, the yellow and green anacondas. The yellow anaconda is listed as a high-risk species by the IUCN, while the green anaconda is listed as a medium-risk. The snakes put native mammals, birds, and reptiles at risk through predation. Now, what do anacondas eat? They eat different types of mammals, fishes, caiman, birds, and turtles. How do they find their food? Well, anacondas being a powerful constrictor, the anaconda subdues its prey by coiling around their bodies. The ambush prey's death results usually by a loss of circulation, but sometimes from suffocation or a broken spine or neck. The green anaconda is considered the largest snake in the world. It received this title because of its weight rather than its length. Anacondas are born with all the skills they need for survival, including the ability to swim. Adult anacondas don't care for their young, and if given the opportunity, will even eat them. Now, the next question I'm sure some of you are going to ask, are anacondas venomous? Anacondas are not venomous. They use constriction instead to subdue their prey. Once the anaconda sets its target, it will grab the animal in its jaws, locking it in with its teeth. Once firmly grasped, the anaconda will coil around the prey and squeeze it into a dive of crushing or suffocation. I'm sure one of you or a few of you out there are asking, could you keep anacondas as a pet? Well, yes, you can. When anacondas first became available in the hobby, the majority were wild imports. Many of these animals had bad dispositions and parasites. It was all too common for them to fail to eat due to stress, illness, and improper husbandry. A lack of knowledge at the time also precipitated high morality rates. Fortunately, times have changed and our hobby has evolved. Husbandry techniques have advanced 
tremendously and proper veterinary care has become more available to keepers who choose to offer it to their pets. Due to these changes, imported animals are established more successfully, and those already established are, are reproducing in captivity with greater success. Captive breeding anacondas can make calm, trackable pets when raised properly, but they do get large, and their strength should be respected. This is not a species for anyone under the age of 18 or for anyone who does not have a reasonable amount of experience working with large constrictors. I'm not sure why you would want to keep an anaconda. Earlier I said I'd be interested in keeping an anaconda, but now I'm having second thoughts because these guys get huge and they could potentially eat you if they get hungry, but I doubt they would do that, but they could. And where are you going to fit a 10-foot, 14-foot, 16-foot, 20-foot, 32-foot snake in your house? You have to have a huge house to have a snake that big, but I'm sure some people can do it, and I'm sure a lot of people already have kept anacondas as pets. Now, captive-bred juvenile anacondas are an ideal choice. Juveniles have a greatly reduced probability of carrying parasites and foreign bacteria. Most importantly, they are the most likely individuals to become well-adjusted content captives for a snake keeper. Raising a juvenile increases a keeper's knowledge of the animal's full houseman'ry history, normal behavior, quirks, and disposition. This often creates more positive interaction for both the snake keeper and the animal. And the last thing we're going to talk about is anacondas in social media. Yes, we've all seen anacondas in that movie, Anaconda. And no, anacondas aren't as vicious as they're portrayed to be in Hollywood. And we all know the Nicki Minaj anaconda song, which we're going to hear in a few minutes here on the Aquatic Wetline. So if you guys like movies about animals, I definitely recommend checking out the anaconda movie. But recognize and realize that anacondas do not attack humans and are not as aggressive as they're made out to be in that movie. That's a fake, false movie. It's fiction. It's not true. So don't believe that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Aquatic Wetline. What a great show. I hope you guys learned a lot about anacondas. I learned a lot about anacondas. This is going to be a short show because we're not talking about fish, and I don't really got a lot to talk about considering I've never kept an anaconda or even, even, or even uh, saw one in the wild. I only saw one in captivity. But we learned a lot about anacondas. So we're going to take our final commercial break. And in this commercial break, we're going to hear the song by Nicki Minaj called Anacondas, since we're talking about anacondas tonight. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up this wonderful show. It's been a fantastic Life in the Amazon episode. So let's take our final commercial break and hear this wonderful song by Nicki Minaj, shall we? Are you a fish keeper that has expertise in the aquarium hobby? Would you like to be interviewed on the Aquatic Wetline to discuss your favorite species of fish or share your aquarium hobby? We at the Aquatic Wetline are always looking for fun, exciting, and awesome guests. So if you're interested in speaking on fish or the aquarium hobby on the Aquatic Wetline, 
please contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can contact Fishkeeper James Carnelli. His email is JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com. That's JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com. So, please contact AquaticWetline at Outlook.com or JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com if you are interested in being a guest on the Aquatic Wetline. Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com so we can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fish keeping hobby. So if you're interested in advertising your business, please contact us, AquaticWetline at Outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show. Like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United Question and Answer? Then send all of your tropical fish questions to AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. Calling all fish keepers. Make sure you're a part of the very first fish keepers question and answer of 2015. The very first fish keepers question and answer of 2015 will air live Monday, January 26, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on the Aquatic Wetline. So make sure you get your questions answered. Please submit your questions to AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can post your questions on social media. 
tweet your questions to at AquaAlex or at AlexCardinelli1, capital A in Alex, or post your questions on our Facebook fan group called the Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group. So, make sure you send your questions in by January 26, 2015. We'll answer every question we get. So make sure you're a part of the very first Q&A of 2015. Again, email aquaticwetline at outlook.com, Twitter at AquaAlex or at AlexCarnelli1 or on our Facebook page, the Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group. I look forward to answering your questions, so send them in right now. Would you like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series? This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions, and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, Please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keepers United series. Contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can message him on his personal Facebook account, Aqua Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Hey, listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, this here is Alex Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to be a part of my talk show, The Alex Cardinelli Show. On The Alex Cardinelli Show, we talked about everything from current news, to sports, to current events, to dogs, to politics, to everything you can imagine. So come join us at The Alex Cardinelli Show. We are live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are live Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we are live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Oscar Nelly Show airs three days a week, Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, with Friday being our current news episode, and Tuesday and Sunday will be our fun shows where we'll discuss anything and everything and have a fun guest on the show. So come check out the Alice Cardinelli Show on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. Come on, come on, you know you want to be a part of this great talk show, so I'll see you at the Alice Cardinelli Show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. Are you tired of ordering takeout? Are you tired of going out to eat? Do you want to learn how to cook and bake? Well, Chef Alex is going to help you. 
Chef Alex is a 21-year-old chef with two culinary art certificates and over five years of culinary art experience. Plus, he has served day certified. Chef Alex hosted a very successful cooking show here on Blog Talk Radio called the Chef Cornelli Cooking Show. Now, starting on February 1st, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, Chef Alex brings the culinary experience to the Alex Cardinelli Show. That's right, starting Sunday, February 1st, 2015, we debut a new series here on the Alex Cardinelli Show called Cooking with Alex Cardinelli, hosted by yours truly, Chef Alex Cardinelli. So, if you're looking for some tasty, delicious recipes, and you want to learn how to bake and cook like a chef, make sure you join us every first Sunday of the month here on the Al Cornelli Show. Cooking with Al Cornelli debuts Sunday, February 1st, 2015, 9 p.m. Eastern. So, Chef Alex is happy to be a part of the Alex Cornelli Show starting on February 1st. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Crazy Alex Tom. Let's get cooking February 1st. My Anaconda don't. My Anaconda don't. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Boy, toy named Troy used to live in Detroit. Big dope dealer money, he was getting some coins. Was in shootouts with the law, but he lived in a palace. Bought, bought me Alexander McQueen, he was keeping me stylish. Now that's real, real, real. Gun in my purse, bitch, I can't. That's the kill.
her butt. Yeah, he loves this fat ass. <laughs> yeah, this one is for my business with a fat ass in the fucking club. I said, with my fat ass, big bitches in the club. Fuck the skinny bitches, fuck the skinny bitches in the club. I want to see all the big fat ass bitches in the motherfucking club. Fuck you if you skinny bitches. What? Yeah. Jones returning to the show as a guest 
And then Saturday, next week, we've got Life of Nemo Thunder, episode 5, on the snakes of the Amazon. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the Aquatic Wetline. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, please copy and paste the show URL on your Facebook, Twitter, or Google Plus account so your friends can listen to this great show. And we'll see you next time on the Aquatic Wetline. I'm your host, Aqua Alice Cardinelli, and I say take on fish keepers and enjoy the fish keeping hobby because the fish keeping hobby is a great hobby to be in. And I thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline, and I thank you for your support of the Aquatic Wetline. Have a great Sunday, everyone, a great Monday, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Peace out, everyone. Aqua Alex signing out tonight. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.